Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's gonna take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It is Anthony back with you, and uh, we are going to be doing some interviews with some former players as we try to get through life uh, in the quarantine state that we are in right now. And we'll start by welcoming in a guy that uh, I have the pleasure of knowing even before he got to Carolina. He went to my high school, Union Academy High School, and then was actually uh, at the same college as me. We actually had a class together back at SPCC. It's Antonio James. Uh, the former walk-on running back who is with us. And, hey, buddy, uh, how have you been taking care of yourself during these times? I know this is just a, a very weird uh, era that we're living here in, in 2020 with all the COVID-19 stuff. But hope you and, and your family are doing well through this uh, difficult time. Yeah, man, it's definitely been kind of scarce as far as I went to Walmart the other day and almost everything's off the shelf. So, um, I mean, it's kind of good that we – kind of have a membership to Sam's Club, so kind of stocked up a while back on uh, necessities like toilet paper and all of that, um, and then I, I kind of work from home three days out of the week already, so it's been working from home every day, so it's kind of not too much of a transition for me, just, but just trying to get through it, it's kind of weird for all the you know people in the restaurant business and all of that, so it's praying for them. 
Yeah, no, you're right about that. Just so many people affected by this, um, including the guys that are currently on campus right now for the Tar Heels uh, as they are getting ready for uh, 2020. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, wanted to ask you, uh, you know, you went to Union Academy and you were actually the first Union Academy Cardinal football player ever to reach the D1 level. I know that, of course, you, you know, you went to Piedmont High School as well, and I know you identify that as, as one of your schools as well. But Union Academy is a place that you hold special in your heart. How much of an honor is it for you to be, you know, have the title of being that first guy to ever make it to a D1 program? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely awesome because, I mean, even when I was, you know, in high school, I was still recruited by Carolina. Um, had Coach Brewer come to campus about three times, and he honestly said to me that, you know, he, he would always come to Union County for us, go to Wetterton and Monroe, but he's kind of never heard of Union Academy until he started recruiting me. So it was kind of like putting, you know, Union Academy on a map. Just, you know, it's a, a school for excellence as far as, you know, character and education, but kind of sports is kind of on the back burner. So kind of, you know, having schools come and, and look at us as far as giving us a chance to even, you know, try to go to their school was kind of an honor to me. And, you know, I, this past year I coached um, the fourth and fifth grade team. And it's just as far as, you know, giving back kids kind of looking up to me and, like, you know, knowing, you know, they go to Union Academy, there's still a way to kind of get to that level if they want to, you know, work hard and do what they got to do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, of course, this past year, Pfeiffer Griffin, who is an offensive tackle going to uh, the University of Illinois. So uh, I think some of – guys like you definitely set the bar here in Union County, uh, but especially for Union Academy, a school that now might show up on some radars here as we go forward. You know, when you first arrived to practice, because I remember uh, you, you went for your final two years. Uh, at, you were there at Carolina as a junior and a senior. You know, when you showed up for that first practice, what was it like? Because I, I imagine – that for you, I mean, it was just a surreal experience being a guy that, you know, was wanting to go to Carolina all along, just from what I remember of me and you talking whenever we were at SPCC. So I'm assuming that was just a, a phenomenal experience for you. Yeah, it was just kind of like as far as going from, you know, I went to Pikeville my first two years, but mm-hmm. still followed Carolina heavily, you know, kept track of them and kind of see what they were doing and kind of just seeing the players that I was watching on TV. Now I'm sharing a locker room with them, working out with them, you know, talking with them, having conversations. It was really surreal. Um, but, you know, I had to, you know, realize, you know, I'm there to, you know, try to do what I got to do as well. So it was kind of like, you know, star-studded, you know, since guys like Switzer, Mitch, and Matt Collins and all of that. But it was like, man, I, I came here to work too. So it's kind of one of those, you know, I'm around all of this, you know, excellent as far as football people. So it's kind of like getting to talk to them and see how they got where they were and stuff like that. Well, what, what was it like being a, being a walk-on in that group of running backs? Because just from, I remember the time seeing you guys on social media, they really seemed to take you in very well, and, and you guys really had a strong bond. Was that how it was in, in, when you were on the field as well? Yeah, I mean, the running backs, it was definitely a close-knit group, and actually I'm, I'm still in group uh, chat with um, the current players now, so like, like Michael Carter, um, someone on the backs, Devontae Williams, all of them that's kind of on the team now, I'm still in that group chat with them. Um, just, I don't really you know, keep in touch as far as like, responding in their group chats, but just kind of peeping and seeing what you know they're going through as far as their everyday lives, um, just letting the kids do what they do, since I'm kind of more of an old head now. Um <laughs> But no, it's, it's definitely was a cool experience, you know. Um, anytime we see each other, you know, we're always, you know, I, I go up there um, 
going up there to like almost every home game. So it's kind of cool seeing like Michael Carter and all of them, um, just talking with them. So I mean, yeah, we're really cool and close. Like I just took me in like another one of the guys. Well, I know, uh, you know, one of the other guys that probably took you in, like another one of his guys, was Coach Fedora. And, you know, while his tenure really didn't finish the way that a lot of people hoped for, I feel like, you know, eventually you'll look, we'll all look back and, and say that it was a relatively successful era for Coach Fedora. What, what was it like playing under him? Because, uh, you know, the, all, the, all coaches are, are different. With Mac, I know a lot of the guys have said you get that kind of fatherly vibe. What was the type of vibe that you got in the locker room from Coach Fedora? Yeah, I mean, Coach Fedora was definitely, he's was, he was more about discipline, um, trying to kind of mold us um, to be men as far as in the everyday life, um, just kind of giving us the characteristics that we would need um, in the work life, um, being a family man, stuff like that. Like, he definitely, you know, as far as caring about us and how we became men and, you know, having honor and integrity and all that stuff. So he definitely helped mold us to be you know, great young men in, in society and kind of giving back. Um, he definitely cared about that. Um, I remember doing like um, going to Target and buying, buying gifts for children that kind of couldn't, you know, afford to. Um, we're very big on the McDonald Playhouse. So he cared about like us as humans toward being men and being men and giving back to our community and, and being, you know, a positive person to look up to in the community. Well, I, that, that's great to hear. And, and, you know, we definitely, a lot of us who, who have been around, you know, the program for a while now, definitely respect Coach Fedora. One of the other guys that was a, a big part of those Tar Heel teams while you were on campus and a guy that, you know, I think right now with where he's at in the NFL, maybe some people are, are have kind of forgotten his legacy. But Mitch Trubisky was just a fantastic quarterback in his one year as the starter at Carolina. You had a chance to play on that team with him. Uh, I know that, you know, with, with Sam Howell coming in and the potential, Potential for him to, you know, be in the Heisman hunt and everything like that. It seems like people have kind of forgotten a little bit about how special Mitch was. But you know, just from being around him, how special was he? Not only as a football player, but but as a person. Yeah, man, Mitch was Mitch was an awesome guy. Um, you know, he was really contemplating about going um, his junior year or his retro junior year. I mean, we're all like. You, you know, it wouldn't be smart for you not to go. You have a chance to be the number two pick in the draft. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know you love us as guys, but you got to do what you got to do. Um, he actually um, wrote us, like, um, a memoir as far as, like, everything um, that went through the season and how much he, like, loved us and, you know, stuff like that. I still have that, I have that in my room, actually, right now. Um, yeah, Mitch was, he was an awesome guy. Like, he got drafted and had that big contract and signed with Nike. Um, he came back on campus, actually. Um, after that and you know he's working out or doing something and I was in the locker room and I walked by him um, you know I was a walk on side and you know he, he knew of me but it's like it wasn't like I'm one of the you know the big time guys so I was just gonna walk by him I was like you know I don't really want to bother him after you know he just signed a big contract with a number two draft pick but he you know walks over to me he's like what's up Antonio like call me with my name and all that so it was like Man, he's just a down there guy. Like, even though he just signed his big contract, he doesn't have the big head. Like, you know, he cares about everyone as a family. Like, so I thought that was an awesome experience kind of with that. I was like, man, I didn't think he'd, you know, come up to him. Like, he just signed a big contract. It's like, ah, oh, it's one of those guys, you know. But it was pretty, pretty cool experience. 
Yeah, that's awesome, man. That is definitely awesome. And, um, you know, now Carolina uh, sort of building off of some of the momentum that, that we saw under Larry Fedora and Mitch Trubisky. Um, right now, I mean, look, this program is heading in a great direction, of course, on the recruiting trail, but also on the field. This team, you know, went to a bowl game in year one. They got the victory over Temple. You said that you have been following the team a lot even since you left campus. What are you most excited to see from this Tar Heel team in 2020 um, if they're able to get on the field, of course, with everything that that's going on, but we, we do think they eventually will. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always, you know, been, you know, optimistic about Carolina. I remember kind of a correspondence with you. Um, it was a year after I graduated, um, and they played, they were going to play Cal that year mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the season. They were going to be at Cal. And you're kind of like, you know, what, what, what do you project as far as our, you know, record? And I was like, man, honestly, with the talent, I just know the talent we had, like guys like Daz, Daz was a sophomore at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Anthony, Anthony Ratliff Williams. Um, it's just a guy that I just knew. I'm like, man, I know the talent they have on that team. They might be young, but I see what they do every day in practice. Like, these guys are like, I mean, I, I might be biased. I'm like, they're some of the most athletic guys I've ever seen. You know, they're, they're powerful players. So I've always kind of been optimistic. And I was like, man, I think they'll win eight games. Of course, you know, I think they only went to go on to win like two or three. Right. That, but I was like, man, I just know with what they have, what they could do. Like, it's up for their potential. So it's like, you know, Dad's had that breakout season last year. And I've always known, like, man, this, this, this kid is like, the type that you can't tackle him in a phone booth. Like, he's electric. Like, there's not going to be one guy in the nation that can tackle him, you know, by themselves. It's going to take two to three guys. It's going to take, you know, they're going to miss, like, two to three times. The guy's electric. Um, same guys like Michael Carter coming back. Um, I think he's going to have a big year. Javante. Um, Sam, what, you know, Sam's going to do his second year after that big year he just had. Kind of got like Bo, you know, when I was there, you know, Bo was kind of, you know, a big name, but it kind of got lost with, you know, the other receivers. But Bo's a big time receiver as well. And uh, Downey Brown, kind of seeing what he's kind of going to do as far as his second year. Well, not second year, but third year, kind of breaking out with the speed he has and kind of the height. And then as far as defense, we got those guys. We got that one transfer from Virginia Tech. We got mm-hmm. Patrice Renee coming back. We got that one guy from Clemson. So it's like, Man, the defense is gonna come back strong. You got people coming back, and then the offense is already potent. So it's like you got a dominant offense coming back with a strong defense. I mean, they, they stacked up well against Clemson. I watched that game, and I was just like, man, we actually have a chance to beat this team. And it's like we we're kind of holding our own on defense. My boy Chaz, that's my boy, but um, him just coming back as far as playing that linebacker position, flying all over the field. I just kind of know him, man. Whatever he kind of puts his mind to. And does like he's gonna he's just a hard worker. That's just always how he's been. Like he's he's one of the guys I'm really close with, but he he's a stud man. So just kinda seeing what that team's doing on the defensive side is gonna be kinda exciting all the people they got coming back and the transfers coming in and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I'm extremely excited for the 2020 season, and uh, I, I assume right now we're just hoping that if, if we do everything we need to, we'll be able to get back on the field and play it, but yeah, we're expecting uh, just a ton of stuff. I mean, this podcast here, we've already started the Slinging Sammy for Heisman campaign, so uh, we are very, very excited about this year, but uh, so I'll, I'll let you get out of here on this. Um, I know, you know, one of the other things that I'm going to be doing with a lot of these guys is kind of showing where everybody is now, because a lot of these guys, you know... 
you, you see the guys that make it to the NFL, even maybe the XFL and everything like that. But for the guys that have have gone, you know, away from the football field, you you're, you're still doing a little coaching, as you told us. But you know, what else are you doing to keep your time, you know, keep keep yourself busy um, right now? And, and and where are you working at? And how's life treating you? Yeah. So I mean, before all of this, you know. You know the virus going around. Um, I was, you know, for trying to find something to replace football. Like, there's nothing where you're losing four to five pounds after a workout that can kind of compare to football practice and stuff like that. So, um, I kind of picked up on boxing. I have a um, boxing ring in my neighborhood. I go to called Tardo Boxing. So I go there about two to three times a week to just you know stay fit. Um, I actually. Like kind of took a break from lifting, so I'm not trying to walk around with them Hulk Hogan. <laughs> but um, I started lifting again about last week, um, just to kind of get the tone back. Um, I go play basketball every day at the Dowd Y in Uptown, um, and I work at Lincoln Financial. It's over in Valentine, mm-hmm. um, so I handle disability claims for people. So I've definitely been getting a lot of cases now with the whole virus going around, people right. going out. Um, but I handle you know, claims for people nationally, so all over the country. Um, and I work in, no, I live in, um, what do you call it, Steel Creek, so it's kind of my Carolyn, so I just bought my town home in July of last year. Um, so just got a town home, just kind of get used to this adult life as far as, like, hand bills and all of that, but, you know, I'm just trying to stay active while I'm, you know, working, you know, nine to five, and just trying to stay in shape you know I do like to play flag football I play in like rec leagues as far as basketball so I still kind of stay in touch with you know football but I'm not going out there and doing ladder drills and stuff like that but um just staying active as far as boxing playing basketball and you know coaching kids and watching my little brother um he's seven he plays um basketball almost year round and plays soccer so kind of it's kind of nice get to watch him play and grow up and stuff like that um playing with other kids and stuff so it's been just been my new life Oh yeah, no, that's awesome, man, and uh, great, great catching up with you, man. I know uh, we we haven't had as much contact lately, but uh, always one of those friendly faces that I love to see, and uh, so glad that you're staying up with Carolina football and, and even staying working in in football as well. Because I know uh, just from being around you and even being around your dad, both of you guys really love the game, and that's great to see. So, uh, hey, man, uh, just to take care during these times. I know it's uh, it's definitely tough, but yeah, I think we'll be back here in 2020 on on the football field i'm not too concerned about that and uh i'm glad uh to be able to talk to you again hopefully we can talk down the line sometime yeah thanks for having me stay safe as well all right man all right all right, so that was Antonio James, the former walk-on running back, stopping by here with us on the Heel Tough Blog podcast. Great to hear from him again, a guy that uh, I, I'd made a, a nice, close relationship with uh, through a fellow friend as well, and uh, so glad to hear that he's doing all right. And this is just part of a, a group of interviews that we're going to be doing. we got a lot of other former players that are going to be coming on the podcast here and talking to us here during this little bit of downtime uh, that was supposed to be for spring practice, uh, for Unfortunately, uh, the ACC has canceled all spring activities uh, for now. Uh, the NCAA actually uh, canceling a lot of things as well. College World Series officially canceled. So pretty much the NCAA is going to look towards uh, the fall sports as when they are hoping to restart. Carolina would have to wait probably until August unless they're going to implement some earlier period where the team is able to work out to start getting prepared for the 2020 season. But of course, this 
this is the same situation that everybody is in. We are in an extremely tough time right now. Um, but, you know, here uh, we just encourage you to listen to what everybody's telling you. Uh, do, you know, if, if they ask you to social distance, social distance, because that's going to get you closer uh, to getting the games that you love back. Because, yeah, we're all struggling through these times. Believe me, it's extremely hard. Um, but, of course, having some recruiting and some stuff to talk about always helps. So head to the website, HeelToughBlog.com. That's where you can check out the articles and the podcast if you want to go back and listen to it. Of course, uh, we have a, a, an edition of the podcast that's up right now that you can go and check out uh, with me and Zach Hubbard. We are going to, uh, or we are looking back at some of the commitments in the 2021 class that have happened recently. Um, and, and Carolina is just on a tear on the recruiting trail. So make sure you guys go back and give that a listen. Now, that's a great edition of the podcast. Um, and then, of course, on the website, we've got uh, all the commitment articles that you need. You can go back, read even the one from Drake May, Kobe Paysauer, uh, as well as Eli Sutton. And then we have the ones from this past week. Tymeer Brown is on there, as well as uh, the most recent commitment in DeAndre Boykin. So make sure you guys go and check all that out. We have all the stuff uh, to recap the 2019-20 season on the basketball court. Uh, it wasn't the greatest year for Carolina basketball, but you can go back, read about, uh, read Josh's full season recap. Um, you can also read my analysis of the season as we get ready to uh, start to turn into a more positive light in Carolina basketball as well. Uh, wrap up this season a little more. We'll do some awards and stuff like that, but also after that is over, then we'll turn our focus to what could be in the future for Carolina basketball and one uh, that we are definitely hoping and thinking will be a lot brighter than what we saw this year. Also, you can go and read the final baseball article of the season where we recapped the final week and uh, unfortunately uh, when I wrote that article at the time, we didn't know if everything was going to be canceled for the spring sports season but unfortunately everything has so uh, that will be it. Carolina finishes the season 12-7. and seven. Go back and uh, read that uh, for us and uh, give it a, a, a like as well and share if you like the article. So uh, that does it for this edition of the podcast. Make sure you don't miss any editions of the podcast by going to uh, wherever you listen to the podcast at. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We greatly appreciate that, especially during these times when we're going to be having a ton of content for you guys to keep you guys busy. So, once again, want to thank Antonio James for joining me. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels!